Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Icons. Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanten, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. Uh, and also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number one bestselling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Kraft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like Know Yourself Better, where they discuss questions like Are you an overbuyer or underbuyer? A morning person or night person? Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack, a quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin, an Odyssey podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I have a very special episode of the show today. We have Rachel Lindsay, who many of you might remember from The Bachelorette. She's also a huge Bravo fan, so it's really like a Bravo State of the Union because we left no stone unturned. Is that a saying? We talk. We mention it all, as it were. We talk Housewives. We talk Shaws of Sunset Reunion. It was so much fun to chat with her. Also, I know a lot of you are Bachelor Nation fans. So I also covered a little bit of Bachelor Nation. I called in reinforcements of people who know that world a little bit better than I do. And she dropped some bombshells. So you do not want to miss it. If you want to view our chat, we did it over on Zoom. So you can view it at the new YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Danny Pellegrino and the number one. I was going to include this interview on our recap later this week, but it was just, we had so much fun talking. I, we were laughing so much. 
and we talked much longer than I had planned. So I wanted to make sure it was its own separate episode. So I really hope you guys enjoy listening as much as I enjoyed talking to Rachel Lindsay. Check out her podcast. It's called Higher Learning with Van Lathan. Uh, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino, Twitter and Instagram. If you want any of the Everything Iconic merch, you can go to everythingiconic.store. And if you want to support Everything Iconic, I'm sorry to keep doing this. we got to promote the show. You just go to uh, patreon.com slash everythingiconic, and you get access to the bonus episodes. If you donate $4 or more per month, I do one bonus episode over there, and I just did a recap of the very first episode of Sex and the City. So, with all of that said, please enjoy my chat. I will leave you with this, with the beautiful, the stunning, the talented, the wonderful Rachel Lindsay. Uh, please enjoy. Bye-bye. Rachel, first of all, how are you doing today? Danny, I'm on cloud nine. You have no idea. I'm like, no, I'm with the one and only, only Danny Pellegrino. <laughs> You're so sweet. Well, I was so excited you reached out to me and said you listened to the podcast because your season of The Bachelorette, I think was like, I watched that and I watched the Jake Pavelka, which was dating <laughs> me a little bit. Like that was a long time ago. Oh, um, but it was good. It was good. I was like so attracted to him for like a very brief moment in time. And then he went on to that show where he opened a restaurant in LA. It was like a crazy with I don't Dan- like this one. It was with Danielle Staub and No, uh, not Danielle. <laughs> yes, Danielle and Heidi Montag from the Hills. It was like they all opened up a restaurant here on Sunset. And my friend uh, Ira and Amy and Scott and I, we like went to the restaurant and it was terrible, but it did open. Um, The show sounds terrible too. It's like a free for all. Let's just throw them all in there and see what happens. Right. I mean, reality TV, it's like some of the shows are wilder than others. Um, But so you're a Bravo fan, correct? I'm a huge Bravo fan. Okay. So back me up here. Tell me what your favorite franchise is, your favorite housewife, all of it. Favorite franchise is New York, period. It used to be Atlanta, but they've just, no, it's it's just flatlining a little bit. New York, they bring it every single time. I feel like I've met a lot of the New York housewives, and I have to say they're exactly the same in person. They did not disappoint. They brought the same energy. So definitely that's the franchise. Favorite housewife, it might be Dorinda. Although I'm loving Garcelle in Beverly Hills. Right. I want to ask you about that. Karen Huger. I don't, I don't oh my know. God. Rachel, Karen Huger is like, I, I was just thinking yesterday, I was telling a friend, I think she's sort of, Ramona was my favorite for a while, like as a housewife, not as a human. Um, but Ramona was my favorite. <laughs> and I, I think now Karen Huger, I saw the premiere of the new season and it's just like, she's everything. She does not disappoint. Wait, can I tell you a Ramona story? Please. I ran into Ramona it had to have been fashion week a couple of years ago and she didn't really know who I was. And someone was like, Oh, she's the bachelorette. And she like drunkenly parted the red sea came over to me and she was like, I should be the bachelorette. I should be the new bachelorette. Take my number, take, give her, give her my number so she can talk to me so I can be the bachelorette. And then she like texted the wrong person about like, I'm at the bachelorette and I think I'm going to be on the show. It was the weirdest interaction ever, but again, did not disappoint. Right. And that sounds exactly like one of something that would happen with one of these women. But like, in what world does Ramona think that she could be the bachelorette? (laughs) In Ramona world. It's Ramona world. Right. Right. I know she used to be my favorite, but uh, so let's dive into New York. Um, What are you thinking about this season? What do you like about this season? What do you think needs to change? I'm getting all of your thoughts on all of these. So 
okay. sit back. <laughs> I love Leah. Leah has been the perfect addition. I haven't seen a good addition to a franchise like that since Dorinda. When Dorinda came in, I thought, oh my gosh, this is effortless. And I feel like I could be friends with Leah in real life. Right. I don't know if I say that about most of the housewives. Um, I'm enjoying it. It's a drunken mess, mm -hmm. but it's still so good. I, it's what I can't turn away from watching. I can't really follow the, the stories in it. It's There's just no a story. Every yeah. single time they get together. But I, I love it. Right. I love it. I agree. I think, I think this is their worst season, but still, I still look forward to watching it the most, like more than anything on TV. It's like when I sit down, I realize that, yes, it's a drunken mess. There's no storyline but it's still so much fun. And Dorinda, I know Dorinda's having like a terrible season. Like she's just, she's coming across as very aggressive and angry, but I think that we could turn that around. I feel like housewives, they dip and then they have a peaks and valleys. Right. And so I'm not convinced. I know there are people online who are like, we need to get rid of Dorinda. She's become oh. too mean, but I, I think she's still got some good years left in her on the show. I just think she's having a really bad season. Yeah, just give her a moment. Give her a couple of episodes. But that's why I like what I like about New York is that it's always on a high. Even though you're calling this the, the worst season, it's still good. As opposed to the other ones that are out there not giving it to me. Like, I'm from Dallas, and I'm disappointed. Right, you me know? too. Me too. And they're filming around town right now, aren't they, the new season? I don't know. I They did ask me to come and interview. Oh for but I, I live in Miami now because my husband's from here, but I was like, no, I only want to watch. I don't want to be a part of it. You right. know what it's I mean? Like, it would ruin yeah. the whole thing for me. Plus I have too much attitude. I just, I, I personally think I would be a great housewife, but yeah. no, I can't. Did you know any of the Dallas women? Carrie, okay. old Carrie, not new Carrie. Okay, yeah, I like Carrie Duber, right? Yeah. Yeah, I like Carrie Duber. I like I, her a lot. I go, I've been to dinner with her and Mark, like with double date with my husband. Uh, I love them. They Mark's came in great off camera. Yeah, he's, they were really. I, I met them for the first time. They came and did my live show in Dallas, like right before, sort of the uh, pandemic lockdown and everything happened. And they were both so sweet, so funny, and and yeah, yeah I got to chat with them backstage, and I was like, oh, I really like them a lot. Um, and I miss Carrie on the show. I think it I fell apart when she left. I don't know why they got rid of her. Yeah, you know. A lot of these housewives, it's like we need sort of those stable ones or like, you know what I'm saying? Like the quieter or the ones that are friends with everyone. Yeah. Um, but so you would never join a housewife franchise. I would never say never, but no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I enjoy watching it too much. No, no, right. no. Uh, did it's you... so fun when you're a fan and you come on. You know, like then I would know too much coming in. Right. I know I've I've interviewed so many of them that it, it is a little bit of a peek behind the curtain, like seeing them in person and and seeing like how they are. But mm -hmm. I, I've come to find like what you said about the New York women, most of them are exactly like I would imagine or that they are on screen. Um, yeah. Sonia wanted to, <laughs> Sonia wanted to come perform at my bachelorette party <laughs> and do a burlesque show. And I was really going to invite her, but she really wanted me to pay a lot. And I was like, I just, I can't. What I was can't. she, what was she charging? Instead. Right. What was she charging? Can you tell I me? I can't that? remember. I don't want to yeah. say the wrong thing. I can't remember, but she wanted us to fly her out there. It was in Costa Rica, the whole thing. And I was like, no, no, no. I felt bad for Sonia lately about the Caberlesque stuff because I do really feel like she started that. And then Luann just kind of took over. 
And I feel like she should be touring. I, I 100% agree. She should definitely be getting more than, what is it, $250, $220? I mean, come on. I thought Luann was better coming into this season. And then I realized she's still the same person. I don't know. I thought she had humbled herself a bit. And now she's like feeling herself way too much. Right. We got like, a glimpse of the old Luann and the Berkshires and then she hasn't gone back. Uh, yeah, I, um, I'm i loving New York. They're filming the reunion in person. It was just announced via oh, page really? six. Yeah. And I, I sort of have mixed feelings about it. Like I, of course, want everyone to be safe and everything, but I am very excited that we're getting an in-person thing because I've been sort of exhausted by the Zoom reunions on these shows. Zoom a lot. What did we have? We had Atlanta. We had Atlanta. They did like a summer house one. I don't know if you watch any of those shows. Um, they, Shaw's. Shaw's. Did you watch, do you watch Shaw's? I do watch Shaw's. What did you, this, was, this season was rough though, right? It was the same storyline. It's like the MJ, right. and I hate to see MJ and Reza fighting just because they've been friends for so many years. Um, happy for Gigi. Right. I miss old explosive Gigi, but I, she's in a better place. So I have to say she's in a better place. She's, she's in a very stone place too. That whole reunion, she was just high as a kite. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only they bright spot. Like, don't you feel like they need new characters though at this yeah. point? Yeah. The Shaz, Shaz needs to refresh a little bit. And I feel like every season there's like a Reza is in a huge fight with somebody else and the MJ fight was just too bleak for me. Like, I just felt like the things that he said, and both of both sides, I thought, were just, like, way too disturbing. It wasn't even fun drama. It was just, like, and, and that reunion, the last part of the reunion, I was, like, I almost turned it off, but I didn't. Of course. Of course not. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But, yeah, and I miss Asa was sort of that stable force in Shaz. Like, she was kind of, like, the stable one. Replace her with... um. What's his name? See, I can't even remember his name. I, Nima. Oh, Nima. <laughs> I've never seen somebody try so hard on TV. I, I can't know, stand it. I know. Do you notice that a lot? Like, I mean, coming from the world of The Bachelor, I feel like there's probably tons of people on The Bachelor franchise that come on just for, I actually know a girl who's been trying to get on. And I think, I don't know, I think she's either getting close or got close. I haven't talked to her in a little yeah, while about it. She tried. She like really wants it just to increase her Instagram following, which I feel like is always what happens with the show, right? It's a lot of people. I mean, I, I guess I was a little different coming on. For me, I just needed an escape. Honestly, I had come out of a bad breakup, hit a wall in my career, and I was like, why not? Coworkers have signed me up. Sure, let's do this. Right. But most of the people who come on nowadays are looking for a second career. And, you know, I was looking at a lot of people uh, from The Bachelor. They call it Bachelor Nation, right? I sound so stupid. Bachelor Nation. Okay. No, it's, it's, it's a real thing. Right. <laughs> but I was looking at some people online. And, yeah, they you really can make a living after going on that show and just being a contestant. Because Instagram sponsorships, you can make a lot of money off of. Oh, yeah. You get top 10. You have a solid six months. And if you get to go to Paradise too, then you have a year. And then people turn it into something else or they create products. And it really, I mean, that's why it's changed the dynamic of the show because people come on, you know, what we say for, for the wrong reasons. Right. Did you watch in the early seasons? No, no. I didn't watch. I had been to watch parties for like the company and the drinks, but I never paid attention to who was on the screen. I wasn't, a, my, my family didn't watch it. My friends didn't watch the show. We all watched Bravo. Yeah, so it was, that. you got to pick your poison. 
Okay, we're getting back to Bravo now. We're getting back to Bravo. So I got to talk about Beverly Hills. You're watching Beverly Hills. Do you believe Brandy? Do you believe Denise? Where do you stand on that? Oh, this is a tough one. You know, the lawyer in me is like the truth lies somewhere in between. But I think I believe Brandy. <gasps> Dare I? And that's hard to say because Brandy is always looking for her moment on TV. It seems very put together. But Brandy's also a person who has nothing to lose. So I feel like she doesn't lie. She just says the wrong thing. She just says what she shouldn't say. But right. it's not a lie. Right. I agree. I think that, I, I do think that it's all very calculated on, yeah. on everyone's part. I think the sit down with Kyle and Teddy and yeah. all that, like I think it is uh, orchestrated a lot. But I don't know that I d- don't believe it. I think it's it happened. But what's interesting about Denise is I find that fans seem to really be on completely on Denise's side because she is so sort of lovable in a weird way. Um, Even this season? It's I, weird to me this season. Yeah. The Aaron stuff. I think the Aaron... That's the, not what you call him. That Big is Dick not Aaron. what you call him. Big Dick Aaron. <laughs> Let's Big call Dick it what it is. <laughs> Big Dick Aaron came out of this season gun, guns blazing on camera. It was like, what is going on with that human being? Like, I don't understand his brain. And I, I think I was saying on the show, it's like, I think I'm a good judge of character. And he's one of the few people I've seen on TV that it's like, I can't make sense of what's happening up there. Like, it doesn't read to me. Well, it doesn't make sense. And he was a mute last season. And now he comes in saying all kinds of things. And it's just like, whoa. And even Denise is like trying to silence him. Mm-hmm. It's a very weird dynamic. I'm not team Denise this season. I've, I've, I've gone against her a bit mm-hmm. because I'm not understanding what's happening with that whole storyline. But there's something that I think it's easy to be on her side, which is why I think the fans are, because Brandy is just like not likable. Not she, she, at yeah. all. She's a loose cannon too. We've just seen so much of, of her just shouting things. But I think she makes great TV. Like it's it's fun TV to watch. You know, they shared an agent. I actually went to high school with their shared agent. They no longer share an agent, Denise and Brandy. But so there's, I think there's a lot to it. A lot more. There's, a, I think there's like a lot more to it. I'm I'm curious to keep watching to see what we, will find out. Um, there's more. Like last season, we dealt with one storyline. Please don't let that happen to us again. I know that's annoying with Beverly Hills though, right? It's like, why don't, if some of these other people need to step up and have some things going on because it's exactly. like, we can't just focus on. And then I do believe that a lot of people say this online too. It's like, I do believe that the other women latch on to one storyline so that they don't have to like dive into their finances or their lawsuits or whatever it is. And that's frustrating to me because on something like New York, we wouldn't have that. Absolutely. And there's a story to be told there. PK, Dorit, PK. Did PK have Rachel, you know, you know that everyone has a story. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone has a story. story. (laughs) I'm sorry. What were you going to say about PK? No, no, no. I was just going to talk about PK's look, PK's new look, but I can't. People, I've gotten so many DMs on Instagram of people sending me like um, the picture that PK and Dorit posted. I'm not sure which one of it, but at least 10 different people have said like, is PK getting hot now? And I'm like, okay, we all need to log off Instagram. That's what we're thinking. That's cool. That's 2020 talking. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that is not okay. That's the COVID-19. You know, <laughs> it's like, I've, I've been shocked every time I read it. Um, you said you like Garcelle. So what do you like about Garcelle? I'm loving her too. I like Garcelle because she's not, 
she doesn't play by the rules that the same other women play. And maybe because I've met her and I've been around her a couple of times prior to this. So I was shocked when she said she was going to do it, but I was like, this is what they need. And not just for the diversity and the, and the pop of color. Yes, we need that as well. But she's like, I got to work. I'm not here to play games. I'm not available. She cuts right to the chase. I mean, when she was like, how do you make your money? Uh, I know, We've I got all chills. been wondering that. We've all right. been wondering that. No, right. yeah, I heard when you did the bid on that, and I'm like, no, it's it's absolutely true. And how do you yeah. make your money? And you make your money. Right. Yeah. Tell us if you're going on these shows. I want to know the bank accounts. I want to know the finances. <laughs> Give me the records, the tax returns, all of it. Yeah, I want that. I just want more of Garcelle. Which, but I do appreciate, like you said, like how badass is it to just come on and be like, look, I'm already got another gig. Like I won't be at the shooting, and like she's still a main housewife, and no one can say anything. Right. I do wish we had more of like her personal world though. You know, she is busy, but we don't really know what's going on. Okay. We've met this new man. Now let's see them on a date. Like what's going on. Take us inside of it. That's the only thing I hate. That's how I would be if I was a housewife. (laughs) Like not show that. I know I wouldn't either. I would feel the same way. Yeah. I I always say like, I would want to come in sort of how Bethany did towards the end where she would just like come and comment on like the crazy women and she would be at the parties, but we didn't really see like her personal life at the end. Right. Um, and I feel like that's the spot to be in. But I- I'm hopeful and excited about Garcelle's second season. I feel like that's when we'll really get like a good, uh, an even better version of Garcelle. Oh, is she coming back? I mean, I'm sure she will. People, fans like her. I'm sure she'll come back. And they need that Sutton can go. Oh, see, I like Sutton. No, Rachel, I disagree. I like oh. Sutton. She's like crazy. She's reminds me of like old school Beverly Hills housewife. Like, <laughs> I will give you that. She was good like the first couple of episodes, but died down. She's not giving it to me the yeah, same yeah. way that she was anymore. So now I'm like, I'm over her. Can we have yeah. somebody know? I get that. Hey, you know, we, I, we turn on these people on a dime. I think Absolutely. like <laughs> five minutes, I might not like Sutton. You know, I don't even have to be watching her, but in five minutes, I might disagree. <laughs> it changes. Well, we get bored and then we're like, you need to step it up because other people are doing it a lot better than you are. It's, they do the same thing to us on The Bachelor. You know, right. they love you, they hate you, they love you. Um, speaking of boring, what do you think of Teddy on the show? Do you... <laughs> that was a little shady. I just had to. I'm sorry. <laughs> you just tossed it up there for me. You want me to knock it out the park? She is boring. Like, I mean, let's just call it space. She does. I yeah. met her and she's so nice. She's right. so nice, but she's boring. Yeah. And all she does is cry. And it just, there's just, there's, I'm, I'm shocked she's hung on this long. Right. She does seem to like be a good pot stirrer in a way, not in the same obvious way that Rinna is. Um, yeah. But she's done the show a couple times too. And I found her um, lovely and, yes. and someone I would want to be friends with in real life. Um, it's just on the show. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really getting that spark. It doesn't translate to TV yeah. though. You know, like not everybody's good TV. Right. She played her role well with the dog and Lisa Vanderpump. And now you're done. That was it. That was her shining moment. And I've been so upset. You know, I've said this on the show, Rachel. I can't believe that her dad was engaged to Meg Ryan and we didn't even get not one, not even a phone call with Meg on the speakerphone. I mean, come on. This rubs me. This hits home even more. I just got back in town from LA and I watched When Harry Met Sally. And yes, so I feel you. I feel you. I'm like, why can't we get some Meg Ryan? Play your part, Eddie. That's why you got on the show because of your last name. Let's just be honest. (laughs) How good is When Harry Met Sally though? Isn't it just the best? So yeah. good. It's just one of those you can keep rewatching. Okay, wait, let me look at my questions for you. Oh, are you gonna so you're in Miami now? So yeah. I was gonna say if you're in LA, like would you go to Dorit's Buca de Beppo room? 
is that really happening? It already happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's just let's just pause on that for a second. So she's creating a room. She's designing a room. We'll be one room. One room. Thank you. Not plural. Not the I, whole I, Buca de Beppo. Just the one room. <laughs> I'll be in LA more permanently in September. Oh. I'm definitely going. We're going. As, let's go. Yeah. We're going. Yeah. Yeah. So, my friend okay. called. My friend called to see if they're open throughout the pandemic. <laughs> I guess the you could get taken. The, the room. He he like called and was like, Hey, can we make reservations? They're like, the indoor restaurant's not open, but you can get takeout. He was like, No, we just want to sit in the Dorit's room. Um, <laughs> but see, the fact that that's a storyline, that's disappointing on Beverly Hills. We're talking about her designing a room. At a <laughs> but room. I love it. I I love how ridiculous it is. Like I agree with you a hundred percent. But it like makes me love I just fell in love with Dorit this season and I never felt that way before. So it's all, everything about her feels like brand new to me. <laughs> oh my God, we're so opposite this season. I love Dorit up until this point. Now I'm I, like, she's boring me. I'm just seeing the light for the first time. And I'm liking, I'm going towards the light. Uh, Rachel, <laughs> uh, you mentioned Garcelle and the diversity issue. And I have to ask, and I think I mentioned this on the podcast too. I sort of felt frustrated for you because... Um, after after George Floyd uh, passed and or was killed, there the entertainment industry really had this push for diversity, and it felt like you were expected to speak on behalf of the whole world of The Bachelor, simply because they hadn't ever made an effort for diversity. Right. And that seemed to me like a lot of pressure for anyone, and exhausting, and. I don't know. Do you have any thoughts? Like, were you frustrated by that? Uh, absolutely. I mean, there's a reason I didn't watch the show before I was on it because the show isn't for me and it didn't right. tell my type of story. It doesn't resonate with people that look like me. So I knew what I was getting into and I was hoping I could change it. From the moment that I've been on the show, I've been extremely vocal and critical of the franchise. Um, I've been calling them out. But now with the movement, our voices are being amplified and there's this whole force behind it. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired. After hearing Hannah Brown, not your Hannah Brown, but after hearing Hannah Brown say the N-word and then with what was happening, I was like, you know what? I'm a part of a franchise that is on the wrong side of this. I don't want to be a part of it unless you guys make some changes. And I felt it was my duty to kind of do that. And I'm so used to other people in Bachelor Nation not speaking up because they don't want to ruffle any feathers. They want to play the game. But I, it was nice to see that after I actually said that, other people started to step up and say something. Yeah, I'll take it, that than ever. I'll take it. I, well, I want to ask too, have you always been someone that speaks out? Because on your podcast, Too Higher Learning, which you co-host with Van, uh, you speak out a lot of, uh, about a lot of issues. And I wondered, that's not that's not typical of people in general, just like the human race, people aren't always so comfortable speaking out. Um, and I just wonder where you like in high school or when you were younger, were you always someone who was confident speaking out? Yeah, I guess I never remember not speaking. I was in speech competitions as a kid. I always knew I wanted to practice law. My dad was a lawyer. My dad was a trailblazer in his own right, being the first black city attorney. And then a federal judge in the district that he's in. So that was kind of the example that was set for me. Plus I'm a middle child. So, you know, you can put a period behind that. I've just always just been trying to get and seek attention. 
Um, but yeah, I was a litigator. So I was in the courtroom. So I'm used to speaking out and having the podcast higher learning has been very freeing because those are topics that I don't get to talk about in Bachelor Nation that I'm very passionate about. You know, I love to do, I have a Bachelor podcast. I love to talk Bravo, but then there are other things that interest me too. And it's, it's therapeutic for me. It's therapy. A lot of times I have therapy and then I go do higher learning. Yeah. Yeah. And you get it all out. I know. I, I mean, on everything iconic, I'm so often talking about Bravo stuff and I feel similarly in the fact that like, I love when I get to talk about mental health or about literally anything else. Um, although I love Bravo, but you know, Danny, I love that you let people in and you tell people your stories so I think that's why I fall. Like I knew who you were because I, I've listened to Bitch Sesh. Oh, but in you. quarantine, I've literally gone back and listened to oh. episodes from a year ago. It's oh, Ryan's like, you. is that Danny? And I'm like, shut up, leave oh, us alone. <laughs> I was like, digging. Did <laughs> you tell stories of who you are and what you've been through? Like I'm still dying over the Michael Bolton ASL. I can still do you know we're on zoom right now wait people always ask me to do it I can't do it with the microphone in my hand but it's how can we be uh, it's okay I'm I'm not gonna do it fully but people always ask me to do that (laughs) I still remember a little bit of the uh, of the sign language of that. Uh, well, thank you so much. And I got to say, you mentioned Brian, your husband, and I was deep diving on you and he's so attractive. Um, he's very hot. I don't even have a question about that. I just had to say. <laughs> have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered mineral filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code EVERYTHINGICONIC, all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, y'all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in L.A. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, They just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live. 
live. And it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, And also you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has all sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow-knit activewear. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns, quince.com slash iconic. Because I'm not like super versed in Bachelor Nation, I did reach out to some people. I reached out to Lauren Zima. Do you know Lauren? Um, yeah, Lauren's yeah, great. She's a, she's a friend of the show and, you know, she's an expert on this. So she did send yeah. me some questions she thought would be good. Oh, I'm afraid of Lauren questions. They might she be knows tough. They might be tough. Okay, so the first one is you and Colton Underwood had beef. She's so freaking messy. <laughs> I'm going to get you, Lauren. I know you're listening to this. <laughs> I actually should do this more often because it like gets me out of it. Like I don't, I can ask a messy, messy question and I'm not at fault. Um, okay. So you had beef with him. Where's that at now? Have you guys spoken? Yeah, I'd never, I wouldn't call it beef. I've never met Colton. Um, he inserted himself in an issue that I had with someone else in Bachelor Nation. My thought is he did it because, I don't know, for attention, for likes. Yes. For, like, I'm easy bait. Like, I'm easy. People are like, Rachel's always speaking out. So it's like the low-hanging fruit to mm. criticize me, you know? Mm. Try, try harder. And so That's bullshit, just, by the way. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so I just responded and said, listen, if you want to have a conversation, I'm not going to do it in the comment section of an Instagram post. Come on my podcast and let's do this the right way. And he never did. Mm. So we weren't friends before. We aren't friends now. We'll never be friends. There's really not an interest there for me. And I'm sure he would say the same thing. So there's no beef. Um, It's a whole lot of nothing. What an asshole. I don't like him. I don't even know this. I I think I actually know Colton. Was he the, was he one of the, because he was the virgin bachelor. Oh, come on. I do remember that. That was annoying too, that whole thing. It was like so much fucking press about him being a virgin. And it's like, I don't know. You have to realize how you brand yourself is how you're going to be known. I mean, that is, that will forever be with him. And that's hard to break the mold. It's hard to go from reality TV into something else. It's like porn, right? You don't see porn stars doing 
regular things hard. I know, you know, wait, this is neither, this, no, this is neither here nor there, but I follow, there were some porn stars that I just unfollowed on Twitter, some gay porn stars, because they were like giving, they were giving like very troublesome political opinions. And I was like, why am I following uh, porn stars for their, their uh, opinions on politics? It was just not, not something I should do. Okay. So this one, um, you and Becca Kufrin, am I saying that right? Yes. Um, you, Becca, you guys got deep into her relationship with Garrett on your podcast. What are, where are things at now with them? What are your feelings on Garrett? So we had a, to give you a little background, we had a podcast about diversity and what was going on in the country and her, uh, fiance posted a blue lives matter picture and with his whole chest gave this like long explanation as to why he felt that way. So I got on the podcast saying it was problematic, what it meant to me. We both got emotional. I was just like, I'm tired that everybody woke up in 2020 and realized that racism fucking exists. Like what it's been ha- happening. And it was, it was great for us and our friendship. Becca and I have a friendship. So I will refrain, ta- ta- refrain from talking about her relationship out of respect for her. Sure. But I think he's a piece of shit. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I've said to her, I will not fuck with him. He has doubled down on his beliefs. This isn't the first time he's had problematic behavior. When he was on the season, he had a history of liking things that were racist, sexist, homophobic, um, calling uh, the, the Parkland students child actors. I mean, it's, it's, it was a lot. So this is who this man is. And he's, he's a piece of shit to me. You know, one of the things that's been interesting about make headlines. Maybe I am calling. Is it going to? <laughs> Good that's for the show. Lauren knows exactly what she's doing. <laughs> they'll write about it and they'll be like, the host didn't seem to know what she was saying. <laughs> um, wait, no, I was good. Oh, one of the things about reality TV, though, that I found so interesting about this whole time that we're living in, it's like they're they're starting to kind of fire people or let people go from these shows. And it's like, well, first of all, it really took that for you guys to do it. And second of all, it's like, did no one vet these people? Like no one couldn't even do like certain basic Twitter searches. Like, I mean, on Vanderpump Rules, it was like these two, two of the new hires from this previous season, they had tweeted all this stuff. And it was the most basic of like, if you were casting, just do like a quick sweep like there shouldn't be just and then you would find you would say, oh, we shouldn't cast this person there, you know, troublesome. Yeah. Well, they casted a racist on my season of The Bachelorette. So, but do you, you yeah. Do you think they were just, they were doing that to kind of make a show? I believe that it was an old account that had been deleted. And of course the Redditors found it. I like to believe that maybe they didn't know, but the fact that they made it a storyline, that's a problem. Redditors find everything. Redditors will dig up anything and they will find it all. So (laughs) they will find it all. Um, Okay, so Claire Crawley, uh, her cast was just revealed. What do you think of the lineup? Haven't looked at any of them. I I couldn't tell you one name. Here's the thing, Danny. I have a podcast. I'm in Bachelor Nation. It worked for me. But you have to remember, I didn't watch the show before I was on it. You don't give a fuck. So I'm a fan by default because I'm in this thing, not because I'm like, oh my gosh, they announced, you know, I'll deal with them when they pop up on the screen. Don't need to know it. Yeah, you don't need to deal with it. Um, you mentioned your podcast again. Has there been anything so far that you haven't wanted to talk about, like you and Van discuss and say, you know what, I don't want to go there or something like that? 
No, we pretty much tackle everything from current affairs to politics. To nothing is off limits, whether it's trending on Twitter, whether it's Van has a lot of relationships with people in Hollywood from his years at TMZ. I don't. So it's funny to see the dynamic where I'm like, just giving it all, do not care. And he's like, well, you know, maybe I'm like, no, forget them. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't care. They shouldn't have done what they did then. That's what we're yeah. here to talk about. Uh, okay, Rachel, I do have some other questions from the Patreon page. Um, okay. uh, Eden wants to know if you have any suggestions on how to discover your passions career-wise. Uh, mm-hmm. She says, you seemingly done conquered it all, and you seem very sure of your choices. That's really nice. Eden know, that's a sweet question. No, I wish it was Eden <laughs> says soon. Oh, my God. Um, I remember when Eden had that flip out moment at the end of her season where she's like, I gave you my time, my heart, my energy, you bitch. <laughs> it's just like she came all of a sudden it was like a new human being on the screen. It was like, oh, she's and I always love that's my that's one of my favorite things about Bravo is like when they're trying to secure that second season and it's like a last dish effort. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's mm-hmm. nothing better. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yes. Yes. No, no. Totally get it. Sorry. I had to make the Bravo yeah. reference. You understand. I get it. Um, what was the question? The passion? How oh, yeah. You- yeah. Um, how do you, how do you, I know, um, how did you, do you have any suggestions on how to discover your passions career-wise? Got it. So for me, I can only speak for my own example. I feel like I was always living the life that somebody else wanted me to live rather than living my own life. I was a good little girl. I I did well in school. I went to law school because my dad wanted me to. I wanted to, but I started to change a bit in high school. And then I just started to doing everything that I felt like please my parents, more so my dad and following his footsteps. And then I woke up one day and I was 30 and I thought, this is my life. I'm the one who has to live it and be happy with it. What do I want to do? What am I passionate about? And I had gotten really complacent in life. And so I went back and tapped into the time where I was the happiest and what was it that I was doing. And so I've always loved to speak out and have an opinion. I've always been passionate about sports, entertainment, pop culture. And so once I finished the bachelorette, I just fueled my energy into that. And I said, I'm going to go all in and see if this works. And if it doesn't, then I'll go back to law. So I would say the answer for her is really sit back be present and think of what makes you happy and what it is that you're passionate about. You, not for anybody else. If you didn't have anyone else's opinion telling you what to do, what would you do? Yeah, I, that's such great advice. And I always find sometimes people will reach out to me like they're they're wanting to start a podcast or um, something in the podcasting world and people ask about it. And I always say, just like, do you, don't try to do what somebody else's show is. Like, just do whatever your thing is and follow that's I sound so cheesy. Follow your heart. But it's but it's follow your yeah, your heart, your gut. Your gut. Man, your gut never leads you astray. I it agree. never does. Um Milda wants to know, Milda, I've never heard that name before, but yeah. I love it. Um, were you guys offered a televised special to do your wedding? No, we weren't. And oh. originally I was upset about that. And then I started hearing horror stories of how involved they are and it's not your wedding, that I'm so glad we did it our way. We had the family and friends we wanted, we were in control of it. And it was a beautiful day. Like toward, once I got out of the bubble, I was like, Mm-mm, I don't yeah. want y'all involved. Not on my day. I heard it's really frustrating because they don't let you play the music you want, which at a reception, the music is the most important thing, or they at least have to like turn it off for certain points as they're filming. Right. Things. And Can like, no, to me, it's like, that's not worth it at all. I heard you walk down the aisle and they're like, okay, wait, stop. 
okay, you sit over here, you sit over here. Okay, okay, now go. No, no. Did, I gave two seasons of my life to The Bachelor. Yeah. Good. Um, did you ever watch The Hills back in the day? Yes. Do you remember that wedding? I'm just, that's what's popping in my head when, when Kristen came back and like she sat across from Elsie and it was like so obviously like staged by production, but it was a, it was a beautiful moment, but it was like so clearly staged. Whose wedding was that? It was like Heidi and Spencer's, but I don't even think it was like their real wedding. I think it was like, I don't recall. Right. And it was out with Elsie and then it was like the new chapter with Kristen. That was the whole symbolism of it. Yeah. Um, okay, Rachel, I know I'm keeping you so long. I just have a couple more questions. <laughs> um, people want to know your workout and skincare routine. I'm always fascinated by people's skincare routine. I, I mean, okay, I used to be a person who would rub rubbing alcohol on my face, and that was it. Rubbing alcohol and Vaseline. Didn't and then that, it dry it out? Yeah, it stopped working at 30. Right. I also started wearing makeup at 30. Um, so now I use organic and natural products. I use this stuff called Eminence that I love. And I use a face wash with a scrub. And then I use witch hazel, old school. You know, I'm from the South country. Mm-hmm. Um, witch hazel on my face to tone it out. And then I use like a cleanser spray to brighten my skin. And then I use a serum that's vitamin C and E. This is all Eminence. And then I use moisturizer. And that's it. Uh, being on camera a lot, I feel like you have to always put so much on your face. And so I feel like actors or hosts or whoever is on camera a lot, it's like their skincare routine has to be aggressive. I I had to learn that because I was a person who fall asleep with makeup on. So, you know, I always wipe it off. I've been there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do have a little foundation on right now, but that's neither here nor there. Um, Oh, my workout. I'm a Peloton freak. Now, I'm having a bit of a sciatic nerve issue, so I've, I've stopped. But I love the Peloton. You can follow me at Big Rach Energy. I I'm want to follow you. Rides. Do you Peloton, Danny? I do. Well, I have it in like a, a, like a month and a half or something because I've had some stomach stuff. Um, but yes, I got one at sort of the beginning of the pandemic. And me too. It was like a godsend at the yeah. time. And I'm obsessed with Cody Rigsby. Um, he's my favorite. He reposted something I posted of him because, you know, he does his rides and I just thought I was just going to die. Yeah, no, he's, I love Cody and I love Alex because I need somebody to be like, get your ass up off mm-hmm. the seat, you know, because he's yells at me. He plays his club bangers. It's great. I like the good music. And then I also like when they give me like little random bits of their life. Like Cody will just be like, yeah, I slept with a girl in college once. Then I realized I was gay and then it'll like just go and like, <laughs> or something, you know, like. Yeah. My favorite thing Cody said was he was playing Hanson and he was like, the girls used to love Hanson. I don't think any of them are cute. They're all ugly. <laughs> I was like, well, okay. All right then, Cody. <laughs> I don't know if it was Cody or someone else, but they were like in the middle of an NSYNC song. Maybe it was Cody. In the middle of an NSYNC song, he's like, fuck Justin Timberlake. And I was like, this <laughs> wouldn't happen on like another workout app. But on Peloton, I feel like they don't give a shit what the trainers say. And it makes it so much better. Like it, it's way better than going to class somewhere because they could just say whatever they want. Um, okay, I ask everyone this question. What's your favorite Mariah Carey song? So funny you asked me this. Okay, do you pay attention to the verses battle? Yeah, that yeah, they yeah. do. So we were talking about this in our podcast and Van said, Mary J, Blige, no one could go up against her. I'm like, yeah, during her time period. And he said, no, it has to be Mariah Carey. And I was like, Mariah Carey has like 18, 19 number ones. She'd kill her. And he was like, no, absolutely not. 
So anyways, I'm a big Mariah Carey fan. I have to say, this is a tough question and nobody's ever asked me this before. No, I saw Mary J in concert on her last tour and it was like literally a religious experience. Like there, there was one point where she was laying down on the stage, like flat, like a, in a coffin, you know, she was just yeah. singing with the microphone and I've never seen anything like there was so much passion. I, I love Mary J, but Mariah is my number one, but yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to go with always be my baby. Classic. I don't know why that's the one I'm picking. I guess like I just remember singing it and jamming it in my car. I feel like there is a breakup somewhere around that song. That's why it resonates with me so much. Right. Always yes. be my baby. That's it's what I'm also, going with. It reminds me of like summertime and it's so yeah, yeah it's like a summertime. Okay, yeah, last what, question. What's your favorite? What's yours? Do you Mine know? is Forever. It's like a ballad from the Daydream I, album. I, yeah. <laughs> I it's just to me like such a classically beautiful ballad. Of course, I love everything she's done. Everything. Um, yeah. I love, love Bra- Break Down the Roof. Like those are up there for me. Do you love glitter? Do I love, love glitter. glitter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I love glitter. I truly think glitter's, especially as an album, I think glitter, the album is like totally underrated. Like Lead the Way. Um, there's so many. I mean, there's a lot. Of I think the movie's underrated. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. You're speaking my language, Rachel. Um, finally, uh, if you were choosing for People Magazine, Sexiest Man Alive, you can't choose Brian. Dang it. Although I might do it, but. Okay. <laughs> Sexiest Man Alive. I mean, I, I would go with Idris Elba's. He Has he already been on it? I think he was last year, but yeah, you can pick him again. He's gorgeous. Definitely wouldn't have picked John Legend. <laughs> was he? Yeah, he was the most. He was, was John, the, he's the he most was, recent one. Oh, yeah. You know, I was mostly. As music-wise. Right, right. No, no. I was recently very offended when they chose Blake Shelton. I thought that was when it really went downhill for me. It was just, I don't know who was making those decisions, but it was truly shocking. Shocking. It's a, it's a P, now it's a PR thing. I got to go with Idris. Yeah, he's great. I, yeah, that's, that's definitely my choice. Rachel, this was so fun. Tell everyone about Higher Learning, The Bachelor Podcast, anything um, you want to promote. I'm, I'm having a blast. I feel like I've been talking to you in my apartment already. So it's nice to actually do it in person. Oh and that's so crazy. I love this. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for coming. Um, I, oh, my podcast. Yes. Uh, Bachelor Happy Hour comes out every Tuesday. It's with me and Becca Kufrin. It's just good girl time, girl power. Um, obviously, we talk all things Bachelor too. And then Higher Learning comes out Tuesdays and Fridays. My co-host Van Lathan and I, we have a brother-sister relationship. We go at it. We give each other a lot of mess. And we cover everything from politics, sports, current events, entertainment. And it's a lot of fun. So check it out. I also got to say, I was listening to the most recent episode, or, or maybe it was a couple back, but he was throwing you a curveball. You guys were in the middle of talking about something. And he's like, do you support slavery? And it like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> yes. I was left, Rachel, I was laughing so hard because it was just such a funny... I just not, of course, slavery part, but it was like such a funny thing to do to someone you're chatting with to just throw a cur- It made me laugh for like a solid five minutes. Did they keep the in there? Did they keep the, I just stopped. Yeah, yeah. Was- you were like, um, <laughs> I mean, there was like a little pot. You could tell you were just so thrown off guard. And as a listener, it was such a fun experience because you're like, oh, okay, now this show, they're going to keep me on my toes as I'm listening. And so, you know, aside Thank from you. the Thank content. You. 
It's, it's fairly new, but we enjoy it. And it's, we've been working on it before the whole movement, but it's just very relevant to what's going on right now. And I love the feedback we're getting. And a lot of people say they learn a lot from it and we have yeah. fun doing it. And you probably get so many people that are obsessed with The Bachelor coming over to listen. And then it's great hearing yeah. about other topics. Yeah. Because the um, band hates The Bachelor. So it's even better. <laughs> I, I always say I'm going to dig in. People always ask me though. They're like, will you do a Bachelor episode? And I'm like, I spend so many hours with Bravo that it's, and, and the Bachelor franchise is so many hours. I'm like, I just don't know if I have the capacity to be watching like Below Deck Med and The Bachelor. No. You know, Maybe Matt James, first Black Bachelor. I might watch that. Maybe. Yeah. You know, I, this makes me so basic, but I do know Matt from Tyler and Matt's like Instagrams. Um quite yeah. popular. We should have yeah. Tyler on. I know. I, I find him very attractive. Is it's, he bland? Is he bland? I feel like he's, he's the sweetest person. I got a lot of criticism for something the other day and he called me just to like say, mm-hmm. keep your head up. I thought that was awesome what you did. So nice. I think that's what's hard for people to accept because he's very attractive, but then he's really genuinely a nice person. And they're uh-huh. like, no, no, something doesn't add up. No, he's oh, really that makes me so happy because I followed him for years and he's so beautiful to look at. Mm-hmm. Um, I love when he takes off the blouse. Rachel, thank you so much for <laughs> taking the time uh, to chat with me. This was so fun. Um, please come back anytime and we'll do like a full a recap of Housewives or uh, of an episode or something. Um, stay safe and uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Where can people find and you on social media? You can find me at the T-H-E Rachel Lindsay on everything, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Rachel, tell Brian I said hello. I will. I should have just walked there without a shirt on. <laughs> oh. Yeah, tell them to take off that blouse and come right on over. I want to tell everyone to please subscribe, comment, like uh, on the YouTube if you're watching this on YouTube. And I want to thank everyone for listening to Everything Iconic. Uh, I love you all. Stay safe. And bye, Rachel. Bye, Danny. Thank you. Thank you. Icons. I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time, and I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver with $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders. Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass, too, pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for Dash Pass. Icons. 
Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanten, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, they have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out. uh, And also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on Max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. There's no turning back. 